On today's episode of Birthing in Finland, I will be chatting with Annabelle Battersby, a clinical psychologist and founder of Compass Psychology here in Helsinki. In 2017, Annabelle opened the New Mothers Group together with her colleague Jane, based on the mother group concept that exists in Australia, where Annabelle comes from. The New Mothers Group allows first-time non-Finnish moms to meet, spend time sharing birth stories and supporting one another. Annabelle shares how the group started and what makes them so amazing for the new moms who join. Welcome to the Birthing in Finland podcast, brought to you by the Nest Doulas. I'm Danielle Bensky, a mother and postpartum doula specializing in maternal well-being and psychology. Each episode, you'll hear eye-opening interviews with some amazing people who support families in Finland just like yours. We'll help you navigate what it means to birth in Finland, growing your confidence on your parenting journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into our daily dose of birthing in Finland. Hello, Annabelle. Good morning. It's a pleasure to chat with you today. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you for agreeing to come to Birthing in Finland uh, podcast and to talk today about the New Mothers Group. Um, I'd love to hear how this group started. Could you tell us a little bit about the beginning? And you have a poster with you as well, which you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I have here um, a poster which was created by myself and my colleague Jane Tormala. Uh, she and I work in Compass Psychology. And we we put up these posters in 2017 when we started our first mother's group in November 2017. And I guess the history of it was that uh, when we both met, we both had six-month-old babies and I had um, just had my child in Finland and I noticed that there wasn't much support for English-speaking mothers, that I had been quite alone. Um, but this was my second child, so I'd already had the experience of having a mother's group with my first child in Australia. And uh, she had a similar experience where her first child, she'd also had a mother's group in Singapore where she was living. And so we got talking and um, we realized that uh, this was a service that was really lacking in Finland. So we decided to to set it up also as a a, a way, I guess, of um, you know cross promoting our psychology work, you know, where we try and support mental health of, of foreigners in Finland. Yes, so this it's very much related. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in 2017, um, Jane and I drove around to the Nelvola like you know, local Nelvolas, we looked up the list and we went around to Espo and Palohena and Itakeskos and everywhere, like the whole across the whole kind of Helsinki region and put these posters up on the wall so that mums would see them and um, hopefully join and come to the group. Yes. And how was that? How was the first group? 
Yeah, so the first group was interesting because we didn't yet actually have an office. So mm-hmm. we were able to use a kind of volunteer place in Kallio at this place called Settlement Italo and a, a service there allowed us to use their room. And so the mums came to, to, to the Settlement Italo and, and we had... Um, uh, we had postnatal yoga from Nicola from yes. Fona Yoga. She's been doing it all along, yes. and and then we we ran the group ourselves, bringing in tea and coffee for the mums, giving them a space to talk uh, and meet each other and their babies, and it was it was really great. It worked um, really well from the beginning, and we were able to help some very vulnerable mothers. I think in the first group there was one mum who'd been in Finland for one week before she had the baby, oh, didn't wow. speak a word of Finnish, and she'd seen the poster in the novel and was so happy to have found us. Yes, and it does stand out to to moms, especially because it's written in English. I think it's amazing mm. how you did that because the novel is a great place to, to, to yeah. find you and for many moms go there. I mean... It's, it's the place to, to put your exactly <laughs> yeah that was the, clever of you yeah some of the some of the novelas are easier to put up posters than others some of the modern ones don't really have a place but the old-fashioned ones have a notice board you can go board. usually put up something and um yeah so we've we've done that for the last um I guess three or four years I think probably many of the posters have disappeared now <laughs> Um, now it's a word of mouth (laughs) now it's it's a a word word of mouth mouth. yeah that's right exactly so now we don't actually advertise anymore we just let people know that the next group is coming and um, you know mums talk and we've had some mums who've turned up to the group who've told us that they had three separate people tell them to join (laughs) yeah and that's one of the most powerful marketing because you know you can rely on people's experience yeah that's could right, you exactly. could you tell us who is the group for like who can sign up yeah so the i guess the the intention of the group is that it's to support those mums who who don't speak finnish or, or swedish and can't really join a local group because they don't really have the lo- language skills to kind of jump in and be friends um with finnish speakers um and so we intend that it's for for people who are not speaking Finnish. So, so that's so we, that's one of the kind of criteria we want to kind of offer the service to the mums who who need it most. Yes. So, so as long as you're happy to follow along in English, then you that's fine. The other the other criteria is that it's your first baby, because it is quite a, a new and different experience when it's your first child compared to to other children and we find that for the bonding of the mums in the group it's it's better if everyone's having their first child yeah yeah Yeah, it's more similar challenges yeah yeah Yeah, they don't vary as much yeah that's right and that's that's also why you also keep it to similar age kid, right? How do you structure it that's in that true. way as well? Yes. So, yes, th- that's true. The other criteria is that it's your first child and that this child was born in the previous four months. So that's quite a strict criteria. And um, that's very intentional. So in Australia, for example, where I come from, each mother's group is based on the month. <laughs> so, wow. so, you know, 
there's one mother's group for July, one for August, one for September, yes. et cetera, et cetera, run kind of through the Nelvola equivalent system in Australia. Um, but of course, there's not so many mums here. So so we're more flexible and it's the first three to four months mm-hmm. of, of the baby's life. So this this actually, you know, some mothers have kind of begged us, can I my six-month-old come? And, you know, that's happened a couple of times. Um, we're quite flexible, you know, if the baby is premature or something, we're quite flexible on dates. Um, but the mums have given us lots of really good feedback about the fact that it is the same age because often, you know, they might have one or two friends who have a baby, but if the baby's already, you know, 10 months old, it's very different to having a two-month-old. Yeah. And and they find that meeting the other mums who are at the same stage as them um, is so helpful and beneficial and, and yeah. you know, they can really ask them all the kind of questions that they're thinking of every single day with their new babies. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely see how that makes a lot of sense and why you would do that intentionally. The child develops so fast mm-hmm. <laughs> that the the challenges of the beginning are absolutely so different than the challenges of the yeah, next months. Exactly. And you get and into this, solids and this one is just getting into breastfeeding maybe and it's like completely different. Crawling is already happening, so it's completely exactly. different. Exactly. And so the intention is, yeah, it's the first time mothers who speak English, who live in the Helsinki region. Although in the current group, we have one mum who has been driving in from Pori, all the way from Pori. Wow. <laughs> we've, we've had a mum driving from Hamenlinna. Oh, so, um, you know, for, for mums who are isolated, you know, they see a huge yeah. benefit in this exactly. and they really come and, and travel and, and put the effort in. We also ask that the mums commit to the four sessions. Yeah. So it's not a drop-in idea. Yeah. It definitely, it's not a, oh, I just feel like I want to go once and see. This, the idea is that this is your group. Mm-hmm. You know, you will be in the February 2022 mother's group. And, and I predict, and I'm quite sure of this, that you will be friends with some of those mums for the next 10 to 20 years because mm-hmm. that will be your, your mum's group. You kind of answered my next question. I was going to ask how many meetings is it per per group. So you said it's four it's sessions. About four, yeah, exactly. We've had requests from the mums to make it longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they'd like us to organize it every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a pleasant experience for them. Um, uh, so we have had requests in the past. So sometimes it's been five with a separate yoga session at the yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been about four, yeah. And what tends to happen in these meetings? Can you Ooh. share with us uh, how, you know, what is each one about a different topic or how do you do it that way? Yeah, sure. So we, I guess, first of all, the thing, the first thing that happens is, and, th- and this is really the main focus, is that we, we, we kind of teach the mums this is how you get out of the house and meet people now that you have a baby, which is quite revolutionary. You know, you often have the baby, you come home from hospital, you're feeding, you're coping, and then the thought of, oh, I have to leave the house with the baby is very overwhelming. You know, oh, yeah. How will I cope with the pram? How will I cope with the baby I have to feed or I need to change the baby or they're crying? How will I do it on public transport, for example? Yes. So, so – a really huge focus is to just really help the mums to get out of the house and come here and, and we set up a really nice environment 
where they arrive and they know it's going to be uh, safe and, and easy yes. to, to feed the babies, change the babies, you know, be looked after and everyone else is in the same situation too. Mm. So that's the main pu- purpose in a sense that every week they come and do that and, yeah, we offer some, you know, hot drink and some cake at the end of the session. Um, so and then, lovely. It is, yeah. <laughs> It is. The, the mums really need some of that nurturing after all that they've been through. So, so much. Yeah. And so then the topics each week, uh, we usually have a, a kind of a guest speaker, like an expert come in. Um, in the first week, we we talk about the birth and the recovery from the birth. So people share their birth stories. That's a really important part of mother's group to to kind of hear what experiences other people had it might it makes people feel a little bit less alone sometimes it makes you realize that you had a harder or easier time compared to other people you know helps you kind of understand and put things into context you know it's also nice to to be able to share and uh, in a nice kind of non-judgmental environment and then and then we have birth recovery from um nicola from perna yoga does some birth light activities, uh, gentle kind of post-birth recovery exercises to help physically kind of start the, to get the mothers repaired after they've given birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the next weeks we have a session with about breastfeeding. This is always the most popular session. The mums are always full of the most questions for that. Yes. And, yeah, at the moment we have uh, Maria who comes from um yoga doula espo yoga doula i think i've said that right mm-hmm. <laughs> um and she comes and does like um lactation consultant work and 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 comes and talks to the mom about feeding and maybe bottle feeding if it's bottle feeding and moving to solids and everything about poos and all the questions <laughs> that they have <laughs> um and then we have um sessions on um chiropractor session for for mums about latching and stiffness in the baby or soreness yes. for the mums from holding the babies and and then we have a session usually with um, a psychologist about socializing and emotional situ- like the emotional situation after birth like about the mother like you know identity and who are you about the relationship how have things changed yes. and also just about basic you know kind of knowledge of mental health for example, postnatal depression or, you know, perinatal anxiety or just some basic information about that and and what the mum could do if they think that they've got an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a nice balance between sort of allowing space for moms to share their feelings as well as bringing in some insight from people who can be helpful with their knowledge and their expertise. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, the mums usually arrive and they get settled and they can chat and we, you know, early on kind of set them up to to start talking to each other, you know, in a WhatsApp or Facebook group or something and chat to each other. And and then we encourage them after the group finishes that they just keep meeting every week. Yes. They just keep it up and whether they go to each other's houses or, or go out somewhere in Helsinki, you know, to a music morning or something like that where they can all meet and and just keep it up and keep up the 
the socializing and the network. That's yeah, exactly. So you come to the meeting and you and you meet the moms and you basically leave these four weeks with a WhatsApp group of like, mm-hmm. you know, moms in the same situation who yeah. you can go ahead and meet with uh, regularly, maybe even on the same Tuesday, the same time. Yeah, that's <laughs> just right. like, you know, continuing with that rhythm that you already established. Yeah, that's right. And exactly. That, that's so valuable. That's mm. so valuable. I can also actually share with the listeners that I mm. took part in your group myself mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> <laughs> when I just moved to Finland. Um, that was I signed up before I moved, actually, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> because my daughter was already, she was the oldest one. She was four months when, okay. when I yep. started the group. And that feeling of coming and getting to know other foreigners just like me and having foreigners to meet with, that was so helpful. Um, especially then when mm-hmm. it was, then a Corona was peaking and then we, you know, you couldn't just meet people anywhere, but I had already met these moms and I could meet, go ahead and meet them, as you said, in each other's houses. Yeah. Um, that was right. very yeah. valuable that we could rotate and meet each other in different houses when things were closed, for example. Um, and still yeah. my daughter is almost two and I'm still meeting some of the moms from that group. <laughs> as you said, it's a few years down the line that this stays. Exactly. Um, and of yeah, course, now when the kids absolutely. are in daycare, it's a little bit different. But in that time when you are at home with the child, yeah, um, this is so, so valuable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, um, because you often, you know, you know, even mums, you know, a lot of mums sometimes have a hesitation to join the mother's group because they don't identify as a mother. And that sounds like a funny thing to say, but some women, you know, they're having yeah. a baby and they understand that, but they, they think that maybe the mother's group is going to be lots of women sitting around talking about what outfit they want to choose for their kid and what, you know, fancy baby food dinner they cooked for them. And they're not interested in any of that, mm-hmm. which which is fine. Some women are and, and that's also fine. But I think that some women get worried that the mother's group is about, you know, leaning in and, and focusing on all this kind of issues related to having having a baby in a way that kind of erases the mum's identity and that's that's not at all what this is about I think that that I would encourage anyone you know listening or thinking about joining the mother's group that that the mums who come to this group um, are, are very very diverse and you don't have to be really into this kind of thing but the socializing is very important you know even if you're not into all of that then you you have a group where if a question comes up you can ask the group mm-hmm. you know even even if you're not into this kind of thing and you're not thinking about it 24/7 you will still have a question at some point in the first <laughs> 6 months or a year oh, you know yeah. where do you get this nappy or mm-hmm. what's this product or how do i fix this baby's rash or mm-hmm. what do i dress my baby in now that it's winter <laughs> and and your mum's group will be there to help you and, and give you the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to go with what you just said, it's also okay for moms not to click immediately. Maybe maybe you feel yes. like these yeah, women exactly. are not because the only thing you have in common is that you've had the ba- a baby. Yeah, that's and right. And f- for some women, that's not enough. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. you need to be, if you don't have a good connection with the moms, then it's also fine to, after those four meetings, to leave the group if you feel yeah, like that. that's right yeah but i think the chance <laughs> mm. taking that chance is worth 
mm-hmm. is worth it yes. to try. And if it's not going well, to say thank you, I, it was a pleasure to meet you. Goodbye. Then yeah. to have not tried at all. Yeah. Because there's more to gain than to lose, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that, yeah, some groups have gelled really well. You know, I've been in touch with mums who, you know, I had got sent a photo just the other day from a mum where I think six or seven of the mums had rented a cottage for a baby-free weekend and they sent me a really lovely photo of them all sitting around a table having a chat and having, like, a really lovely time. That's Um, precious. Just all the mums together, you know, uh, you know, supporting each other through this experience of, you know, being far from home, not near their own families, but they have the mums group. And so, yeah, some groups gel really well and, like, it's the most valuable thing they've ever had after they've moved to Finland. Um, and then some groups don't. And I think the ones who don't, it tends to be that, you know, the mums are from maybe different life stages, you know, like maybe like some of the mums are very young and some are much older or some of the mums already have, for some reason, a lot of friends who have babies and they mm. they already have some friendship group and they don't kind of need the mums group as much. But, um, you know, I think it's pretty rare. I think most of the time the groups are really close and stick together and they, they, they do keep in touch and yes. yeah, go on holiday together. <laughs> yes, and even so, if you leave with one or two, that are close mm-hmm. to you that already changes your life yeah exactly just having those extra two people that you can meet is, is so so nice and exactly I yeah. was hoping you could talk a little bit about why you think from maybe a psychological perspective mm-hmm. why do you think that having this mom's group is so important like why is it that we get so much out of it yeah so I mean I guess psychologically you know like when most of the kind of theories and strategies uh, are like boiled down to the essence, you know, the main thing is that other people matter, right? That that we need to relate to other people. So um, there's a theory called self-determination theory, for example, uh, which is like one idea about how, how do you, you know, define yourself as a person or cope as a person. And in self-determination theory, there is autonomy competence and relatedness and so if we think about the mother's group in terms of that um, you know the autonomy is well you've decided to turn up to the mum's group and also you build up autonomy of being able to travel with a baby (laughs) across town to the group and you learn how to do that and so you get this great independence from from that you know this sense of I can do it I can I can leave the house of the baby and I can I can go and do things. So there's a really good sense of autonomy. But really importantly, there's competence and relatedness. The competence is you see other people, how they handle their babies. You get told by experts, you know, all kinds of useful information. And the relatedness is the connection to the other mums. And and I guess as the facilitators, many of us have already had babies as well. So this kind of relatedness to... Um, this is what other mothers do and you know we're very you know humans are really social learners right Mm. like we we love to observe and see how does somebody else do it you know and even in the mums group if we see you know somebody doing something really simple like you know 
I don't know, maybe they've got lots of cute little waterproof bags in their handbag and you think, ah, oh, that's a great way to organise your handbag <laughs> when you've got a baby and there's always wet things. That's just a small example, but that happens a hundred times over mm. when you are in the group. And the, uh, the benefit for the babies is also really huge. I think the mums recognise this. They put the babies down and even the you know, three or four-month-old babies can turn their head and look at the other babies and they see the other babies and kind of start to have their own social life. Mm. And as they get older, part of the bonding that happens between the mums is simply that they see that their children need somebody else to play with. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a, there's a, a success in, in having kind of, you know, social connection for the mum and the child. And this is a very important part of, like, I think the parenting life stage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, thank you for sharing that that theory. Those are such interesting needs. And I think when we understand those three basic needs, a lot of things make more sense. I would also add the idea of the village and, you know, the tribe, that it, it takes a village to raise raise a child. This is kind of a famous saying. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would also add to it that it takes a village to raise the mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And exactly yes. as you said, mothering is a skill that is observed yes and it's something that you learn over trial and error and it's this more feminine way of learning so you don't really learn it by studying it theoretically or by Mm. reading numbers or by trying to make systems out of it in this maybe more masculine way but Mm. in this more sort of flowing way which is maybe considered more feminine not about man woman but just about yin yin and yang kind of if you can imagine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these qualities yeah. So yeah. having other women in your in your area, other people going through this experience is is very very important. Well, yeah, actually that's true. Yeah. I guess yeah, one thing I haven't mentioned is that um you know, I think a lot of women have this idea of having, you know, a peaceful kind of postpartum period, you know, where the mother and child bond, right? Mm-hmm. But I agree with you that that idea when you put it in the, this kind of context that we live in in Helsinki where these mums are probably alone in their apartment except for their partner, uh-huh. maybe an in-law comes in sometimes, that is incredibly lonely, you know. Yeah. People aren't designed to be that alone. I completely no, agree with you. especially not in this very, very uh, exactly. sensitive time. Exactly, exactly. You know, women, they should be in a situation where you know like cultures like um you know china or something mm-hmm. where for the first 40 days the mother can't leave the bed and everyone rushes around them and picks up the baby cares for the baby feeds the mother b- plays with the baby brings the baby back for a feed <laughs> lets the mum yes. sleep you know <laughs> these cultures where the mums are nurtured that doesn't exist here and um and not, leaving the not mums uh, alone. by default let's say exactly yeah, exactly. It takes a lot of conscious effort and awareness yeah. to build that for yourself. It's possible. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yes, you're right. Like the mothers group is is absolutely is absolutely an effort to to bring the mums into a community where where they're not alone. That's right. Exactly. And I think you know when you hang around in the mothers group. Um, you know, the mums never want to leave. <laughs> like they're here for hours. They don't want to pack up and leave. You know, they want the group to last forever. 
And that's because it's it's meeting so many of their needs. They're sitting, they're talking to other adults about everything that they're thinking of. The babies are happy because the babies are in their lap or sleeping or feeding or playing on the floor of the other baby. And you realize that this is what, you know, you should be doing every single day of motherhood. You, if you did this every single day of motherhood, it would be wonderful. So we, we try, at least we facilitate it four times. Yes. <laughs> Set up the model so the mums can do it. They can themselves. continue. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of the book, The Continuum Concept? Um, I haven't. It, it, does this talk about the fourth trimester? It does. And it, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's a woman, and I've forgotten her name, but I will link it. <laughs> and she went and studied uh, some tribe. I think it was in South America, if I'm not mistaken, to see how they raised their children. And, and one of the things that she writes there, which I wanted to bring into the conversation, was that after the birth, after the recovery period, she encourages the children to be, she calls it the in-arms phase, which is until mm -hmm. the child learns to maneuver themselves, to crawl, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. to somehow <laughs> move. Mm -hmm. Some babies mm -hmm. do some kind of maneuvering before they crawl. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she says, take your baby with you in the in-arms phase with a carrier and just go on with your daily life. Mm. So this is mm. what she observes. The mothers are not necessarily doing things that are for the baby per mm -hmm. se, mm -hmm. but they are kind of going on with their daily life. If they're cooking, if they're meeting friends, if they're coming to the mom's group. Mm -hmm. And I think this is part of that also mm. why it's easier to be a mother when you are with other mothers, mm. because you are going about your daily conversation, your daily hobbies, the things that you enjoy talking about, and the baby is joining you. Yeah. So yeah. you're breastfeeding maybe while you're chatting with a friend and you're changing a diaper while somebody else is next to you and yes. hanging out. And that okay. feels so much easier. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think lots of mothers build up this idea that they need to be at home to do all that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, very isolating. So, yeah, it is. I totally agree with you. It is. And at the same time, it takes a little bit of practice to feel confident to leave the house. But as you said, it's so helpful to have a safe space to go to, like the group. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So it's an in-between space, you know. Exactly. You yeah. We, I mean, a lot of some of the moms have turned up. It's the first time, the first time they've left. And, yeah. you know, we make it as easy as possible. You know, we hold the door open. We help them lift mm -hmm. the pram up the very short flight of steps. We help them carry the bags in with the baby, you know, everything. Yeah. You know, sometimes some of them arrive with their partner, the partner drives them, exactly. the partner walks them to the door. Mm. All of those things are totally fine. Yes, Everyone's sure. at a different stage of comfort. And, you know, admittedly, some of the babies are only two weeks old, so I really understand why why they're, they're, they're not used to it. Yes. Um, but for some mums, it's been really um, helpful. They've had a lot of anxiety about leaving the house. And then they, when they do it once and it's such a positive experience, they're really motivated to keep doing it. And then they're able to keep leaving the house with the baby. Do you have set months in the year when the groups are starting? Is that something you can mention yeah, here? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. So we've, we've worked out a rhythm which is, well, obviously – because it's every the babies are like three or four months old, we run it the group every three months so that <laughs> so that every woman gets a chance to join, obviously. So it does go continuously through the year. So we 
we have a meeting in November. So it usually starts about the first or second week of the month. So we meet in November and then the next group is February. And then we run a group in May. And then we run a group in August. So there's a, there's a bit of a break for summer because obviously nobody's around. Yes. Uh, so we find that, that that rhythm works quite well, that the August group kind of starts when people are back at work after yes. summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's good for people to know. Then they can keep a lookout on your website. And every time you open the registration for the new group, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yes, we usually post something on our Facebook page. We have um, a new mothers group page and, and also the Compass Psychology page. We, we make a post to say the registrations are open. Um, but you're welcome to email us at any time. Okay, good. To, to, to sign up. I mean, I have certainly had mothers who <laughs> I think that they got a positive pregnancy test and then they emailed me because Amazing. They're, <laughs> they're not due to join the group for six or seven months or something like that. Okay, so if you want to just sign up and not have to wait for the registration Mm. to open, you can just email you. Yeah, and then when the registration opens, we will notify you. Okay, lovely. We put you on a list and we'll say, you know, hey, you emailed us five months ago, but the registration (laughs) is actually now open. So, you know, please go ahead and sign up. Less for the pregnant brain to worry about. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And we have about 10 places each time. So the size of the group usually raises, uh, ranges from six to 10 mums. Um, sometimes we've had 11 when we've had a lot of demand. Um, and there is a cost to, to do the mother's group because right. we need to, I guess, pay for the rent here. However, like myself and, and all of the presenters, we, we're working for free. We're doing this as a volunteer activity. We're not getting a salary. Uh, in a sense, this is a community service that we're doing yes. in Finland um, for these mums. So the the fee really just goes towards the, the tea and coffee and cake and, and the rent and um, I guess the facilities, the, <laughs> the cushions and the nappies and the change table, all that kind of thing. Yes, yes, that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and then another thing I should mention is that um, before Corona, but hopefully again, in the near future, we've been running parenting first aid courses here. That would be so good. Yeah, so we've had some weekends where people come in and um, like an instructor comes in and does an English first aid course for parents. So yes. how do you do first aid for your baby or small child in English? And those have been really popular. Yes, um, because they are so rare. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, you just need to have 10 or 15 people and, you know, everyone's interested. I find that they're very, they're very, very popular when yeah. we run them. Um, yeah, but that's, I guess, another community service, I guess, to help yes. the mums because there's been demand and interest in that. Sure, especially as they start to, you know, eat solids and you realize that, oh, I have actually no idea what to do if my child chokes mm. on a piece of broccoli yeah. or yeah. whatever they're eating. So that's, I remember having that feeling and starting to look for courses and actually not finding anything. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't, I I looked on YouTube. That was the best I could do. Right. Yeah. No, they had, they, they, we had, there's a couple of places that organize it here and provide instructors in English. So if anyone, if anyone wants to organize it themselves, you know, some people have a, you know, a curve in their building, apartment building, like a large space they can rent, you know, you just have to rent that and. Um, I could 
tell you my contacts of the Red Cross, for example, and they bring like a little um, baby dummy model to practice doing CPR on a baby or child. You know, they bring all the equipment. It's really great. Yeah, okay, that's so. that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So thanks bit, for bringing that off up. Off topic, well. but uh, I guess <laughs> this is how Super it goes relevant. sometimes in yeah in 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 Finland when you're just trying to get the right information for how to be a parent. And again, it was inspired by my mother's group in Australia. They ran a first aid course for us there that we attended. Yeah, they organized all that for us. That's that's very good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you could have your experience there and bring it here. How valuable for the foreigners in Finland. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I, I think that, um, you know, generally speaking, the, the, the mums in Finland have had a really positive birth experience and experience the Nelvola system. I think the medical care here is really great. But, yeah, the one thing they do seem to be missing is mothers' groups, and I find it very interesting that that is lacking even for the Finnish mums in some ways so it's um very kind of inter interesting contribution I didn't think that the Australian system would have anything to contribute but I do think that the mums group <laughs> is 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 like quite a positive thing and very valuable and I'm still in touch with my mother's group 10 and a half years on <laughs> wow from Australia <laughs> that's that's lovely yeah yeah it's lovely it's lovely to see the the children grow up and mm -hmm. you know you knew them when they were just so tiny and such a little newborn and it's yeah it's a lovely lovely thing to see them all growing yeah well i'd love to transition our conversation a little bit into the one-on-one -on -one therapy that you give as well as a service um <laughs> Yeah, you are specializing yeah. in giving uh, clinical psychology therapy in English in That's right. Helsinki, which again is is a very nice uh, niche. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's true. Yeah, maybe you can share a little bit about what kind of challenges some clients come to you with related to you know birth and postpartum, mm. especially. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. I have had um, yeah a few clients come for kind of postpartum therapy or, or or even like perinatal like perinatal meaning around birth so before during and after um, anxiety and um, depression I suppose um, you know m more commonly we like like Jane for example and I like would most commonly see um, people with this kind of what they call postnatal OCD. So we do treatment for that. And that's where basically the brain starts to go kind of like starts to, you know, the brain sends mother's messages after they have a baby. You start to have really weird thoughts. I don't know if you've noticed this yourself where you start to, to, to kind of have an image of the baby getting hurt somehow. Yeah. That you do it or you drop them or that they fall or that, that you know, something like dangerous happens and this is a very normal way for your brain to kind of tell you be careful right yes. be really careful you've got a tiny baby here you need to be extra careful and it's your brain's kind of clumsy way of introducing this image into your head you know if you have an image of yourself dropping a baby you're just very nervous but some women who um 
who get these images, they think that they're having those thoughts for a reason or that there's something wrong with them or that that will right. happen, which is not the case. Um, but they get very nervous and they start to, to avoid leaving home or doing things or they get actual OCD, anxiety disorder. So that is very common. We do treat that. Um, then there's postnatal depression um, where women will, like for various hormonal reasons, tiredness, all kinds of reasons, anyone can develop a postnatal depression and um, we're able to treat that as well. But I guess um, a couple of other things that come up are uh, birth trauma. So I've, be, I've done treatment for, like I guess, post-traumatic stress disorder for like a birth trauma experience where somebody was maybe left alone in Finnish hospital system you often are left quite alone you know your family members aren't there you know for women giving birth here something might happen that their mum wasn't there or wasn't able to travel or they're just alone in Finland or you know maybe it was a COVID birth or something where they were alone um, we do treatment for that and um, there's also obviously like more I guess, difficult cases where there might be a stillbirth or something like really traumatic where the baby almost dies or the mother almost dies. So um, we do work on that. And I'm just trying to think. And then also there's, there's um, you know, therapy for the, the women who, who, you know, their life was organized and it was in order and then a baby came along. <laughs> and, and... It was hard, you know, maybe they had an inflexibility. It was really hard for them to kind of adjust to the rhythm, yeah. the new rhythm, as you say, this kind of feminine rhythm of like taking your time, seeing okay. how things go. For some women, it's very difficult to deal with that uncertainty. Yes, it's and, huge. Yeah, and they're often quite alone and, um, you know, they, they don't have information you know, I've noticed a lot of women don't understand with breastfeeding that you actually have to sit still and rest and lie down to be able to make milk. So they'll be running around cleaning the house thinking, why can't I produce milk? And my baby cries and, you know, this can go on for weeks and months. So, you know, information about that. Um, sometimes people don't have very good like, information about that. And why would they, you know, their mum is in another country. In nearly every case, their mom is in another country. Yeah, this yeah. is the challenge of the foreigners, and this is why mm. we have started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> to spread knowledge and understanding, and make or help families feel less alone in getting yeah. to know service providers that are right here in Finland. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so there's myself, and um, there's a few other people who are in the practice here with me who work in English so if I don't have time to see you I'd be able to put you on to somebody else so nice. people are welcome to to contact me um like via email or through the website at compasspsychology.fi yeah and do you use any specific kind of treatment for these kind of um cases or well I suppose um Like in clinical psychology, we're, we're taught all kinds of different treatments and we're meant to choose the one that we think is best. Mm -hmm. So um, like CBT is a basis for a lot of it, but we also use other therapies. So 
sometimes attachment-based therapies. So I've been trained in one called Circle of Security mm-hmm. Intervention, which is about attachment between mums and babies and infants. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess a few different therapies, but... but um, Do you sometimes mix, like, with one client different kinds? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for example, if somebody has a trauma from the birth, we might do, you know, like a specific kind of CBT therapy to, to, to deal with the trauma and the PTSD. Um, but then alternatively, we might do a personality test on them to see, you know, what, what was it about your childhood that made you so hard on yourself? Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, what was your family like? How are you as an adult and as a parent? You know, what's, what are your kind of, um, I guess, characteristics and, and features? So we can do, we do therapy in that way. Yeah. That opens up conversation, which we don't have time for, but that would mm. be so in, in, incredible to do again, how having a kid opens up a huge door into your childhood and into your childhood experiences and memories and not even like in a Freudian way just in a very practical way that when your child is for example crying or raging Mm. when they're a little bit older let's say Mm. or even when they're a newborn it really Mm. puts you directly back into being a child yourself you're almost not responding to your kid from an adult place but you are responding to your kid as a kid yeah, yeah. Sometimes the, the 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 crying or the particular situation can trigger a, a, yes. a reaction depending on your your um own life. Yeah, yes. that's right. Exactly. This is yeah. another reason why parenting is one of the most challenging things you can do, and also one of the most spiritually awakening, because yeah. it yeah. has the potential to to heal you in many ways if you given that opportunity Mm, that's right yeah 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 so with that (laughs) yeah yeah. could you tell us again the website where people can sign up for the new mothers group or for therapy with you yes yes so it is um uh compass psychology is the name of our business so that's compass um like c-o-m-p-a-s-s psychology dot f-i and there's a, I think under services on the website is the new mothers group. And there's a lot of information there and some photos and testimonials and <laughs> all kinds of things. <laughs> and is that also a place to book a therapy one-on-one with you? Uh, the best way to book therapy one-on-one is to email us to contact us. Yeah. So yeah, people can email me, Annabelle at compasspsychology.fi. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You also have Facebook, you said. Yes. So we have a new mothers group on Facebook, a new mothers group Facebook page. That's right. You can follow that. Um, And we also have Compass Psychology Facebook page as well. Yeah. So the new mothers group page has some extra tips and info and sometimes events that are happening that are run by um, the people who volunteer with us, for example, Maria or Nicola. Yes. Or hopefully yourself, Danielle, mm. one day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is uh, probably coming up soon as well. Yeah. Which is so yeah. exciting. 
So let's uh, wrap up. I want to say thank you so much for being here to talk with me today about your group. And again, just for really taking time from yourself and to give, as you said, a community service to, to these moms over the last years and hopefully for a few more years to come. <laughs> thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for um, having me here on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. So that was Annabelle Battersby, founder of Compass Psychology and the New Mothers Group for First-Time Moms. If you're interested in taking part in one of the New Mothers Groups, send Annabelle an email and you will be on the waiting list for your group. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Birthing in Finland. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording and that you'll come back next time to hear the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Birthing in Finland podcast. To get the show notes for this episode, go to doulacollective.fi forward slash birthing in Finland. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and share this with someone who you think needs to hear it. A friend, a colleague, a neighbor. Help us get the word out so that more families can start enjoying these conversations. See you next time when I introduce you to another amazing person supporting families just like yours.